Okay, testing one, two, testing one, two. Hey guys, welcome to the stream. I'm gonna to try to do this again. Had some audio troubles with the last one. Uh, just let me know in the chat if the audio is uh, sounding better than before. Better, somebody says better. Let's get a few a second opinions here. Uh, let me refresh the foxhole. Five over five, thank you. Okay. All right. All in a day's work. Who knows? Who knows? Everything is finicky all over the place right now. Connections, audio. This is the world we live in. Okay, we're good. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know, guys. I want to don't I don't want to do a whole show that sounds like garbage. So as long as we're good, let's do this. Um let me try to go through my previous introduction again. So, well, welcome to the stream. Uh, my name is David Whitehead. Welcome to Truth Warrior. Today's Sunday, January 30th, 2022, the day after January 29th, which was, in my opinion, one of the most significant dates in Canadian history, as we have one of the biggest freedom movements ever recorded in this country that is lighting up this country in a way like I've never seen. And that is also going viral all over the world. So I've got a lot to cover with you today. And specifically, we are going to be talking about the vicious, unfounded lies and attacks by the mainstream media in Canada and their network globally um, against good people in Canada. They're trying to malign us. If you go through Twitter right now, it is an absolute nightmare. Well, not for me, because I know who we're dealing with. <laughs> the people having nightmares right now <laughs> are the people that have to listen to the sound of horns going off in the background 24-7 as thousands upon thousands of trucks continue to descend on Ottawa and millions of Canadians take to the streets in a peaceful demonstration of love, unity, and freedom all over the country. It was a sight to behold. I documented my day yesterday because I couldn't go down to Ottawa. I really wanted to be there. I was there in spirit. Um, but I, doc I went to the, I live on Vancouver Island and I attended the events in Victoria yesterday and it was absolutely incredible and you can find all that documented over on my telegram channel find me dw truth warrior i'll be covering a few of those but i also have some very unique uh video clips to show you some interviews with some truckers and some footage of what went down in ottawa and in victoria um and of course we know these celebrations were going on all over the country i would like to get a map and just show you like all the footage from all over the country yesterday. It's just, I'm, I still can't even, I'm pinch myself. I feel like I dreamt it, but I didn't dream it, did I? It's happening. It is happening and it's only just begun. Uh, but of course the media is going to be attacking us. Of course the puppet politicians and all the Pfizer associates on Twitter that have official check marks, you all know who they are, pretending to be independent thinkers when they're clearly not. Um, they're all out there attacking this. And then, of course, they have the little army of people that all just love living in this COVID tyranny uh, that absolutely hate us 
for fighting back. It's unbelievable. But they they're they're the minority. They're just pretending to be the majority. And that's what's hilarious about this whole thing. And that's why it's going to fail. Uh, so here we go. Let's do this. Still sounding normal? All right. We got this. Um, I have to thank some of the good friends of mine who I've known for many years that uh, have helped me gather some footage in Ottawa that went on the ground there. Um, I knew, everybody knew, you, you were, we knew what the media was going to do. We knew what the government was going to do, okay? And I'm going to actually show you the blueprint of exactly what they're doing and how this is not new. This playbook is known. So government, media, we're on to you. We know what you're doing. We knew you were going to do exactly what you're doing when this was being planned. And... So it's going to fail. Okay. So just give up now. It's not even, there's no point, but we know you won't. We know you won't, but that's okay because neither will we. And I want to just really just put this out there and I'm going to prove this also to you that this movement, this trucker convoy Canadian awakening movement is not based on some violent insurrection run by Nazi right-wing, whatever, racist, bigoted extremists. That is such a lie, and it is so ridiculously easy to disprove that it's stunning. And I'm going to do that today. Someone's saying, Dr. David Martin says, by organizing and protesting, we're giving more power to the oppressors. What do you think of that? I, I don't, I didn't see his comments. I'd like to see his specific comments on that. Um, I would say I could agree on that on some levels, in some instances, this is where we got to get into the weeds. Um, Dr. David Martin does not live in Canada. So you should probably listen to what I'm going to tell you about this particular movement. Um, but I respect the man greatly. I actually did an interview with him in 2020. You can check it out on my Rockfin channel. Um, and everybody has their opinions and all this stuff. Trust me, you know, you should make up your own mind and I encourage you to do that. Okay. So if you're new to this channel, um, and you're turning off the fake news media, welcome. You're not going to have me standing up here telling you what to think. I want you to think on your own. Okay. I'm going to share my opinion, but I might be wrong. I'm a flawed human being. I'm, that's the one thing you're going to hear from people like me that you'll never hear in a million years from the fake news media brought to you by Pfizer. Okay and Vanguard and BlackRock and are run by, you know, you know who no longer operating with integrity, no longer operating off of the principles of journalism, no longer operating off the basic principles of civil discourse, debate, trying to unify the country, uh, trying to present actual facts, etc. You're not going to get that from the media. You're not going to get humility from the media. Um, you're going to get that from real people like me. And there's so many people just like me doing shows like this, trying to tell you the truth. And so don't let all your friends that are still drinking the Kool-Aid tell you, well, what are you doing on the internet, Googling things? You should go to the, trust to the science and trust the, the media monopoly and trust your loving government who never would do anything wrong. Um, they're just, they're trapped in the matrix. So don't, don't listen to those people. Think for yourself. All right. Remain critical, do your own research, but let's also not get into paranoid thinking and you know, all that. I also have a lot of bones to pick with people in the alternative uh, movement that are, um, I, I just think they're off base, but that's just my opinion. Okay. You guys are gonna have to think for yourselves. 
So if they're saying, if people like David Martin are saying, you know, these types of movements are all just giving power to the oppressors, let's just see how it all turns out. In my opinion, <laughs> it's not a good idea to try to go into a battle. And of course, I'm speaking metaphorically. This is a battle of wills, a battle of information. It's a battle for the truth. Okay. That's all we're talking about here. But if you're going into any kind of battle, you, you don't, <laughs> the last kind of mindset you go in with is with a loser mindset. Okay. I'm not, I'm not accusing David Martin of having that or anybody. I'm just giving this as a general thing that um, I'm shocked at how many people are trying to dismay this, that are trying to shout this down or trying to get everybody all freaked out and worried about things. Uh, there's a difference between a loving caution that comes from a true desire to put legitimate caution out there to, um, to warn people about possible things that could, could, could happen, but never forget the future doesn't exist. Okay. It happens in the moment and we can put all the predictions and warnings out there that we want and those should be done, but that should not dismay us from going to the front lines and fighting this battle and working on a victory. If you want victory over tyranny, you can't keep constantly just everything that's coming out to fight against it saying, oh, well, they could infiltrate. Oh, Dave, Antif is going to be there. We should round it up and shut the whole thing down. They're going to turn off all the cameras and they're going to try to smear you in the press and try to make you look crazy. And then they get, of course, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> what do you think? We're at war in this, in this metaphorical informational sense. Okay. There's two sides to every fight. If a bully comes up and starts pushing you around and then starts throwing shots and you decide to punch back, you can expect one of two things. Either that bully isn't really a good bully and they're just going to run or they're going to come at you with everything they've got the minute you start fighting back. So if you fight back, you better be prepared to go the full 12 rounds. You better be prepared to do the actual battle. That's what this is. This country, Canada, has had pretty much a zero glimmer of hope for a long time under Trudeau, okay? And I'm talking about a glimmer of hope for maintaining the founding principles upon which this country was built and the concept of freedom, property rights, free speech, right to bodily autonomy, etc. If you need to you need a you need a way to unite a people in a country, if you're going to have a nation, you're going to have a country and we're going to survive this globalist transhumanist medical technocracy takeover. You need to galvanize the people around the principles of freedom and around some kind of unifying principle and allow for the factor that there's going to be people that have differing opinions and different backgrounds and different things and different political slants and different religions and all. But you need to have, if you're going to have a country, you have to have a set of values that you all share and then everything else is cool. You can do whatever you want, but we just need it. We need a rule of law for the people and the government. Most importantly, the government keep them under wraps because otherwise you get what we have now. Um, and then you need a central concept of what we all value. Otherwise there's no unity in the country and there's no point. We might as well go live in the, in the, in the trees again. Like, so um, yeah, I, I'm going to just go through this. All right. And then after this show, you guys decide if this is a movement that's somehow helping the deep state globalist movement. Okay. 
the enemy of freedom will always circumnavigate your resistance against their tyranny. A bully will always try to corner you and make you feel small and project onto you. And they will definitely fight back when you resist that. Does that mean you don't fight back? Does that mean you don't give it a shot? Because let me tell you, this is a pretty damn good shot. And I'll tell you why. What I experienced, and I'm going to show you a little bit about what I experienced, um, is that I've never seen unity in this country. I've never seen energy like this in the people that I witnessed and what I've seen ever in this. I've never seen it. I've spoken to people much older than myself. I was, I spent the whole day yesterday with a beautiful group of people and I was side by side with a, a gentleman that I'm going to be bringing on the show tomorrow. His name is Mike and he's a 41 year veteran of the RCMP and he just got lost his job, his 41 year career, uh, because he wouldn't submit to this, uh, experimental medical procedure that they call a vaccine. And so we're going to get his story as well. But, um, you know, I was, he's never seen anything like this. He was in tears with me yesterday as we watched this happen. This was the most beautiful thing I've seen. This was incredible. The people that I met, we came from all different backgrounds. You can imagine there was no violence. There was no hate. There was none of that stuff they're trying to tell you. And I feel like in order for Canada to save itself, we need to have something like this to embolden the Canadian people. Canada is a young country. And so we're just getting, and, and we, we never really had to fight for our freedom um, other than, you know, in the world wars and everything like that, but not in the way that maybe a country like America did. Um, so that the vibe, there's a different history to this country and we're still young, we're still working things out. And in the middle of that, we get, you know, this puppet Trudeau in to just finish us off before we're even getting started. And for me to see the blue collar middle class and all people from all class, I'll tell you, every people from all classes are involved in this now, but to be spearheaded by the, the people of this country that are the backbone of this country that actually generate the economy because they produce things and they get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and they work long days and these truckers go away from their families for three months or more to make sure there's food on your table. All the people flipping the bird to them yesterday. Yeah. You don't bite the hand of feeds you. That's not a good, good tactic. Um, there are people that actually work for a living. There are people that actually have families and, and just want to be left alone. That's what we're seeing rise in Canada is the people that just wanted to be left alone. And so, yeah, they could shut this whole thing down tomorrow and frame us all as a bunch of bigoted Nazi terrorists or whatever they're going to do, which I'll debunk in it as we go here. It's ridiculous. Um, but Canada's never going to forget what happened yesterday. Canada will never forget the last five days. Ever. It's only going to grow. 
You need to burn the lamp of freedom in people's hearts. You need to give people hope. You need to give a unifying message, which there is with this trucker comp. I'm going to show you what the message is. It's plain. It's written down. It's echoed across the country by all the interviews you're going to see with people and all the videos. Young, old, all colors, religions, political backgrounds coming together because they've had enough of what? Government tyranny. So I'm seeing that push, that awakening, that jumpstart, that energy that is necessary for a win to happen. When you're at a battlefield and you've got an army of troops behind you, do you want to be at the front line about to charge the enemy or about to defend the charge of the enemy coming on your, on your line and have a bunch of people behind you going... As soon as we start throwing, shooting arrows, they're going to shoot arrows back at us. This is not a good idea. This is all a psyop. It's all a setup. They're trying to set us up. The enemy's trying to counter our strategy, guys. The enemy's trying to counter our strategy. Oh, uh, uh, they figured out something and they're going to fight back against what we just did. Do you want a bunch of sniveling cowards behind you? Or do you want people banging their spear against their shield going, let's do this metaphorically. It's all battle of the mind, you know, not talking anything physical here. Get it right. Um, do you want them banging their shield with their spear saying, hoorah, let's win or die, liberty or death, not, oh, maybe there's something that's going to happen where we're going to fail, so we better stop now. Off you go. Go back. There's horse stables that need cleaning. There's, you know, gardening and shit that needs to be done. You're in the wrong place. Let the warriors do the warrior work. Let the mid let the truckers do the trucker shit. And you go deal with the stuff you're good at dealing with. Stop shooting arrows on your own side. Stop sowing seeds of discontent and fear and doubt and disbelief. That's not the kind of person that I want in my corner if I'm at a world champion boxing match. I want Mickey in my corner. I want someone that's got some balls in my corner. That when I'm cut up and bloodied and feeling in my mind in that moment like I want to quit, I need someone to tell me, you still got fight in you. Ignore that little voice that's lying to you right now that you want to quit. Get off your stool and fight back. That's what I want. That's the people I want around me. And that's the people that I hung out with yesterday. And they were all over this country. So you want to call that negative? You want to call that a failure? You want to call this a big psyop? I think a lot of these guys are just shock jocks and they just want clicks and they just want to be cool and they want to have the edgy perspective. The real world. Talk to the people that were there. I was there in Victoria. I've got friends on the ground that were there in Ottawa. Listen to them. Don't listen to the fake news and don't listen to people that haven't anything to do with this country or anything to do with this movement. And I'm not all, I'm also going to say this as the other side of this. Okay, let's have a balanced view of this. We should be open to warnings and being critical and no, oh yeah, there we have to, there's we need that. So I'm not saying go ignorant, go pie in the sky. That, that's also a bad extreme. Extremes are where we get into the, <clears throat> where things get sticky, right? So yeah, people are saying the crack, the cops are cracking down. Okay, the cops are cracking down, but like, 
there's what, 60,000 truckers there? It takes a tank to move a semi-truck? There's not enough tanks in Canada, all right? Yep, they're, oh, everybody's going, yeah, but Dave, look, they're uh, shutting down all the grocery stores and they're blocking access to food and, and facilities. And everything. Yeah, the, they were very well aware that that is exactly what they were going to do. This was not just come, this didn't just come together willy-nilly last minute. This was planned for months by these, this convoy in Canada. There's been a resistance movement in Canada for decades. We, they know exactly what the government's doing. They know the playbook. I'm going to show you the playbook soon. But um, so I just want to say that. So number one, the media is 100% lying to you about this being about hate or whatever. This is their, this is, so the, the government subsidizes the media in Canada, even the so-called private media like CTV, which is owned by Bell Media and uh, CBC News, which is basically got some private donors and government funding and then Global News, which is basically run and funded by people like George Soros and Vanguard and all that shit, right? So uh, they're just doing what they have to do because this is really the only play they have is to demonize the movement, try to cast shade on it so that the middle, the people in the middle out in the public or the, you know, the real cultists that are just diehard Kool-Aid drinkers that cheer on the government and love living as a slave um, and can't see what's going on, they they need to keep them weaponized against the good people that are actually trying to do a legitimate push to win freedom for everybody. Even the people flipping us off. They, those people just don't know it yet. They don't understand what's happening. So my question to the naysayers, so, so that was the one thing. The media, we know who you are. You're, you're done. You've been fired a long time ago. Nobody wants to hear what you got to say. Um, the other side of it is coming from within our own camp of all the people that they don't just stop at, here's some cautions, here's some warnings. Let me give you some advice. Um, and they move to paranoia. Oh my God, pack it all up. Oh, there's a helicopter flying over. We better pack it all up. Like those kind of people, uh, oh, it's a big psyop. It's all set up here. You guys just walk into a trap. Yeah, I know we're walking into the lion's den. Yeah. You want to ride with us? Or are you going to sit on the couch? Right probably sit on the couch. Okay. Yeah. Then go sit on the couch. We'll take it from here. Um, you need to see the bigger picture. You need to understand what's at stake. What do you, what, so here's what I'm going to ask you. Propose a better idea. Don't just come out here and shoot arrows. Propose a better idea. How do we, how do we go about this right now? The world, countries around the world are trying different strategies to shake this up, Germany had millions of people in the streets for in 2020 already protesting with pots and pans. Did that change anything? Australia, epic record level of protests in the streets. Did it change anything? They tried the trucky thing, but it didn't quite go off. Although I do hear they're trying to build it up now again because they're inspired by what happened in Canada, which I call that a positive thing. Um, so propose a better idea. What's your idea then? Because the way I look at it, this is literally the last stand for this country. We are, we are months away from losing our entire country. So with months away from losing your entire country, and before five days ago, most Canadians, including myself, had zero idea just how many of us fringe people with unpopular views are. 
that are just people that want to restore the charter of rights and freedoms and just make Canada what it used to be again. Um, and just have basic bodily autonomy rights and just go back to the Nuremberg code. Like it's not a bit, we're not asking for the world here. All right. Uh, we didn't know how many of us there were. So sometimes you just got to put a flag in the ground and see who shows up. And guess what? Millions of people showed up every overpass in the country. You're going to be shocked. The images, the cover image of this episode is taken in Victoria by a good friend of mine of a speech everybody galvanized around. Um, I haven't slept much, so forgive me for a second. Um, we had a speaker there, Brian Peckford, who was the last surviving signer of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. And he came to clarify where the government is totally misinterpreting and actually uh, committing fraud and, and crimes and, and all kinds of stuff in their interpretation of the charter it's not it's not true and his so he, that guy on the stadium in that photograph that's brian peckford and that's us i was in that crowd holding my daughter on my shoulders as we watched that and everybody was crying and cheering and singing and hugging and dancing and laughing there was no hate or fighting or anything like that um what happened in the last five days is that now at least half of Canada or more fell back in love with their country again and fell back in love with freedom and finally just reached that threshold. They reached the precipice. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing people reach the precipice and you're not going to encourage this. Give me a better idea. How are the lawsuits going? Right? You can sit there and snipe, but go do it better then. Right? We need all of the things to happen. We need the lawsuits, even if the courts are corrupt. We need to push those more. We need to create better media and put out information and have a citizen journalist approach to this. We need to have trucker convoys. We, we're trying to do everything possible so that this doesn't have to go to the next level, which I promise you, as much as we all, everybody's got their little fantasies in their head from watching Hollywood, their whole lives about how this kind of stuff goes and a really watered down, inaccurate vision of history about how these things go. Nobody wants that. I feel like there's groups of people in the alternative media that every good thing that happens, that's a, it's not going to win the whole thing. This trucker convoy isn't going to win the whole thing. But it damn well kicked it off with a bang like I've never seen before. And will nothing else will happen after it without this. Without having this vibration that shook the ground of Canada all day, all over the country. Like I have never seen before. And it was witnessed by the world. And has gotten support from all kinds of people like you wouldn't believe now. Because why? The message resonates. People know this is a lie. People are trying to find a way to fight back. It's either this or it's war. And I, nobody wants war. So, you know, and what are we going to do? Just sit here and watch our country melt away? That's, I don't know. That's just not, that's not for me, okay? 
So Justin says, you already know you have our support here in the U.S. Thank you, Justin, on Rockfin. I know that. I know that, brother. I've gotten so many. Jesus. <laughs> this is going to be an emotional show today. Um, I've gotten so many incredible messages from friends of mine in the U.S. and from all over the world um, for this. It's unbelievable. I never thought I'd see the day where Canada gave a shit. Nobody knew it. <laughs> You're not putting this back in the bag. I don't care. You're not putting it back. They could shut it down tomorrow, label us all terrorists. It's still not going away. It's still, not, it's a win. Take the win. For Christ's sake. Ah. <sighs> oh. Oh, but Dave on Twitter, they're slandering everybody. So it's a freaking, it's a lost cause. Get out of here. This is a fight. It's made for, this is, you got to have the sand to make a stand. Do you have the sand? So with that said, um, let me share, let me share some of the, let me, let me kick it off with this trucker. So this, I got to thank my good friend, Celine. In, in Ottawa, thanks, love you, are the best. She's been a lifelong friend. Um, her, <laughs> we trained martial arts together for years. Her, her and my wife were best friends and she's part of our wedding. And I've known this person for a long time. She's a beautiful Lebanese woman in Ottawa. And she went down with her sister and Susie and um, some of their friends and, and and they went down and got some recordings and did some interviews. And I just want to thank you guys for doing that. Uh, my good friend, Luis Rivas, he did as well. And so many others, um, you know, Malhem and Julie, they helped me with my store uh, on For Truth Warrior. They, they were there as well. Um, they called me in the morning as I'm driving into Victoria. And they're like, Dave, how's it going? And I literally just hear horns. They're like, yes, I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> they're like, this is amazing. We've been here all afternoon. It's so amazing. Nobody called me and went, Dave, this is all going to shit. We're totally screwed. Nobody called me to tell me that. Okay, so ignore all that. That's not what's going on. We'll see how it all pans out, but let's just see what's up. So anyways, uh, this interview was with one of the truckers that was there. So it's about four minutes. Let's hear from this gentleman about what this is really all about. The goal here for the truckers, I think, is beyond uh, the VAX mandate. That's a, That's a what started the fire, I think. Um, I, the ultimate goal is uh, regaining and retaking our freedoms and uh, reclaiming our freedoms because uh, the goals are, are, are pretty, I think, pretty black and white that they're, people are waking up and they're realizing that there's a communist agenda here that's trying to be shoved down our throats. And we've been living in these past two years with this absolute chaos of uh, goalposts keeps move keeps moving locations and uh, people are fed up this is the goal the goal is to uh, to make a stand I think truckers will win this battle 
that's really hard to tell. It's, a, it's, it's not easy to predict. I'm hopeful. Um, I think it's going to take uh, a long time. I think they're going to. It's going to be a long time, especially with Justin Trudeau deciding to uh, to uh, isolate himself. Uh, he's avoiding um, the inevitable. I think that uh, as long as we hang tough and stay, and we may, truckers may have to shut things down for a week, two weeks, as long as it takes. We can't fold. We have to. We have to like stick to our guns. I would say the energy behind this protest, this this freedom convoy, is uh, an absolute beautiful thing. I've never seen anything uh, in my lifetime where Canadians have have just said enough is enough, and I think uh, it's uh, everybody is very uh optimistic and positive and pumped and and feeling that this is the time to do something and uh let's go truckers what do i have to say to my fellow truckers don't cave in uh voxed or unvoxed we all have uh our each individual rights and freedom of choice uh, if your employer is, is extorting you to get uh, one vax, two vax, three vax, um, it's extortion. Um, there's still this thing called the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms that the politicians and employers seem to have forgotten. And um, it's, it, we need to keep reminding them that no, 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 no. We may be your employee, but we still have our, our rights. And uh, so use your signal light, boys and girls. Keep the rubber side down and keep it out of the snowbanks. My message to Justin Trudeau and politicians. People voted you in to represent them, not yourself, not your own agendas. Trudeau, you have failed us every day. I cannot think of anything good that you have come out with that helps Canadians. Quite the opposite. It's always making our lives tougher and more and more people know the truth that you are in the pocket of George Soros. You're in the pocket of the Chinese Communist Party. Why don't you just leave and go to Beijing? Because if you stay here, you're going to end up being tried for treason as a traitor. And you're going to deserve the justice that's going to come. My message to fellow Canadians is that I'm really hoping that people wise up and stop getting their news and narrative from the mainstream media because they are paid by Trudeau to lie to us. We need to start making, taking a stand. And if we don't, we're going to lose everything. And this is our time to stand up and fight back. But not violently, just with a peaceful, loving protest with all. It couldn't be simpler, could it? That's the trucker convoy purpose, message. That's what's happening. If, if you get a few rotten apples that get in there or a few agent provocateurs, which we have loads of documentation of the government doing this in Canada 
for a long time. Okay. It's, it's part of the playbook. Um, either way it, it is not it, 99.9999999% of the millions of people in this, it, it, that are protesting this across Canada right now. And that this is now being echoed around the world, um, are that have that exact viewpoint and they have that vibe and they are grandmothers and kids and teens. I talked to teenagers yesterday, um, who have suffered incredibly on a psychological level from all of this. It's, it's sad. It's horrible. I can't even talk about it or I'll freak out. Um, it, it, it this is something that needs to happen. We just got to make a stand and it has to be this, this is the op, this is the only option we have right now. And I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful one. I think it's perfect. Okay. So with that being so, thank you truckers. You guys are awesome. Um, let's get this. My, this is from my good friend, Luis. Uh, he was down there yesterday. Just a quick little gander around the crowd. Check this out. He's awesome. He's a DJ, actually. We've had some good partying back in the day. Um, and I've got people, you know, sharing stuff from all over. Let me quickly bring up my other screen here. I'm just going to bring up my telegram, go through a couple things. Um, I just got to reload it because I had to restart my computer before. So many things going. This is just incredible. Uh, let me just get, I think this is the one. Yep. Okay. Okay, let's bring this up. All right, so here's some of the videos uh, my good friend Celine sent me. She was down there in the freezing cold. I couldn't believe how many people showed up to a freezing cold uh, event there. Can I kill the chat on this? Let me see if I can make this smaller. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Sorry, let me just get it out of this full screen. They don't make it easy to switch. Uh, there's another good one here. Okay. 
Et ça avance. Si vous ne faites pas de concession, ça n'avancera jamais. So he's going on in French there, but there were so many people from Quebec because Ottawa is right, right there, eh? And um, literally come from all backgrounds. You hear that drumming in the previous one. There was, there was First Nations that were there. They were all over. I know that it's everybody's divided on this, so it's not just a uniform thing, but that's kind of what's cool about it. It's unique, you know? And um, you can go and watch all the other videos over on my Telegram, of course. Some good ones. Um, what else did I want to show you in here? So yeah, this is this is the kind of stuff we were doing after us uh, renegade, horrible, evil people that are just hell bent on I don't know hating people or being horrible. I don't know. There's nothing more Canadian than having a big beach fire right beside the ocean in January. <laughs> Let's hear it, guys! Come on, give me one. Let's go. So we hung out, had a nice little beach fire. Of course, we can get away with doing that here on the West Coast. Um, and um, this is another activity that uh, Nazi terrorists that are filled with hate engage in is they, uh, they sit around campfires and do this kind of stuff. It's horrible. Like, you know, check this out. It's despicable behavior. And that, uh, that lovely girl that was singing, she actually, uh, she cannot walk. We had to help bring her wheelchair onto the beach. And uh, she just sat there and sang her little heart out. It's beautiful to see. Um, what else did I want to show you from my telegram? Oh, yeah, Canada fights back. <laughs> this is just hilarious. That is, I want this framed. I'm going to frame this. Put it on my wall. Um, oh, this is great. Maxime Bernier. Um, he's the leader of the People's Party of Canada. Literally the, literally the only politician that has any real balls. And his Twitter has just been on fire confronting these liars. And he's like, the mainstream media have devoted more coverage to a handful of insignificant incidents at the Truckers for Freedom in the past two days than they have to the violence and rioting at Antifa and BLM protests over the past two years. And that's just a fact. That's just a fact that the media is picky choosy about what they want to cover because they have an agenda and they don't do journalism, no matter how many times they're going to try to tell you they do. It's just simply not the case because there's not any kind of fair coverage. And they're lying. They're, it's not even, oh, they just missed out on a few. They're lying. So this is, this is what's starting all the controversies with all, your, this is with all your friends who live and die, but what the mainstream media says are what looking at right now. And what happens with, I'm going to explain how this works psychologically for psychological propaganda warfare, okay? But just check this out. So this is from Candace Malcolm. She's with, I think, True North, right? One of the alternative media or independent media outlets here. 
Yeah, True North. She says, True North will pay $1,000 to anyone who can help identify the person flying the Nazi flag. Who is he or she? Where is this photo taken? Are there any other photos aside from this single shot making the rounds? Please don't dox. DMs are open. Thank you. Because I'm, I've spoken to a ton of people, including some of my dear friends I just showed you, and they did not tell me, guys, oh, damn, there was some guys that showed up with Nazi flags. It was really making us look bad. So <laughs> did this even happen? Is this a previous photo? Is this a staged op? Or was there some bad apples getting in there in the mix, trying to make us look like it, like, like fools? And the media wants you and your friends to believe that this photo encapsulates the entire movement. That's how dumb they think you are. That's how dumb they hope and pray and go to bed at night, staying up hoping that you are. But I know you're not. I know you're not. We're not falling for it anymore. We know their playbook. I'm going to get into more of that in a bit, but I just want to go through this. This is the truth. This comes from Denny Rancourt. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, is an outstanding guy, former professor, scientist, brilliant guy. I've done an, a few interviews with him. I featured him in chapter one of Cult of the Medics. He's the last, uh, the last act there. Um, and he's like, yeah, this is the actual small fringe of Canadians who are holding unacceptable views. And that is 100% correct. And I love that he put O'Toole in there too. O'Toole has flip-flopped on more things than my actual flip-flops. I think they're all working together. They're all World Economic Forum cultists paid off. They work for China, the deep state, Pfizer, and you know who. Um, all right. This is ma mandatory viewing, okay? So focus on this. This is just, just to keep it very simple. This is a good video to share with people that are in your friends and family that are like, you're all celebrating racism and you're trying to resurrect Hitler. Show them this. Are you here today uh, at the convoy protest? I'm here because on January 26, 2022, I lost my nursing job after 12 years. And why did you become a nurse originally? Why, why, what was it about nursing that interested you? I became a nurse because I love caring for patients and I believed in the medical system. And currently, I believe the medical system is broken. There's something to be said when we said that we, doctors and physicians have taken an oath to do no harm. And we've lost sight of that now. Um, how does it feel? You know, you, you and other people have worked throughout this entire pandemic, tons of PPE, all of this, and then suddenly out of nowhere, they're being fired. Do you feel betrayed by the, those who called you guys heroes for the last, you know, 15 to 20 months? You know, I, I've been in nursing. I, it's not the most rewarding job it is for the patients that you care for and the miracles that you see. I never um, deemed myself as a hero. Uh, the outpouring was beautiful and it was, you felt honored. And now I think that with the current climate, people have lost sight of the right to choose. They've lost sight that of what the vaccine really does. The vaccine protects you, doesn't protect anyone else. So if I were to get vaccinated, I'm not protecting you. I'm not protecting my patients. What is protecting our patients 
is the PPE they've put in place, me washing my hands, me not coming to work sick. And we've obviously somewhere there's been a significant disconnect because I've heard on numerous media um, outlets that people say, well, I got vaccinated for my grandma. Then you've then you don't know about the purpose of the vaccine. I'm here today for myself, for my children, and my grandchildren. I'm here for everyone that was forced to get a vaccine because their job was reliant on it. I, I believe that everyone needs to do what they need to do to feel okay in this situation. And if you chose to get vaccinated, I want that for you. But if I choose not to get vaccinated, I want that for me. So she, it's not, it's not rocket science. Okay. It's not rocket science. It's literally, let's do real science. Let's fact check everything. And you can make up your own mind and your body, your choice, bodily autonomy, end of discussion. If you, if your mask works, then why are you worried about my mask or not, not wearing a mask? If your vaccine works, why are you worried about me, whether I have it or not? The vaccine does not stop transmission. The vaccine is causing record numbers of injuries and deaths. That's thoroughly documented. It's beyond reproach. It's irrefutable. And there is no legal, scientific, moral, or any other justification that justifies forcing people, coercing people. And um, what was the other brilliant word somebody said? This is what this is. It's extortion. You're extorting people. These are all very, very high-level crimes that they're committing. And it's all based on a lie. And you just heard it from a nurse. And so also remember that people showed up at this protest for their own reasons as well. They're there for their own reasons, but it's very generally around the issue of freedom. So if you want to call that Nazism, I don't know where you took history class, but I would get a refund immediately. I, I highly doubt <laughs> that Joseph Mengele was all for freedom of bodily autonomy. In fact, the reason there was something called the Nuremberg Code was because it happened after the Nuremberg trials, which tried the Nazi scientists and, um, you know, IG Farben and all that for committing gross crimes against humanity and experimenting on people and uh, committing genocide using medical science to do it and political power to justify it. Everything that happened in Nazi Germany was legal. It wasn't lawful, it wasn't moral, it was evil, but it was legal because corrupt governments created corrupt laws to justify doing evil shit. And that's what's happening now. And it's global. Here's my little rant on that. Um, let me, do I have any, another one here? So yeah, we know who the real Nazis are. Let me just swing over to Twitter real quick. Um... So I'll start here. Another good one from Maxime Bernier. So here's unacceptable views in Canada 2022, according to the fake news and the puppet politicians. Unacceptable views means you want to live a normal life. You want to be free to work, move around, shop, or go to school. You want to enjoy equal rights. And by equal rights, just think of the one law for me and not for the principle that our government works with. And that should be the biggest red flag to everybody out there that this is a lie and a fraud, what they're doing. Is that the people that you're cheering for, the people that you're tuning into, these politicians, these Fauci's, these Dr. Tams, these Doug Fords, 
Bonnie, they all of them have on multiple occasions over the past two years been caught and forced to admit and apologize for breaking their own edicts that they're putting on the people. And this isn't just a phenomena in Canada. This is documented globally. How is that possible? Also, speaking of protests, let me come back for a quick second for this one. Okay, hold on. Where are we? There we go. Okay. Speaking of protests and violence and extremism and uh, look at all those people. That's a super spreader event. You're going to, they're just out there. They're going to cause the virus to spread even more. I've been saying it for two years because I was there. I'm old enough to remember summer of 2020. Are you old enough to remember summer of 2020? What, what, what thing happened around the world during the summer of 2020? I want to say July, June, July. What was happening around the world during that time in history? During the apex of the initial wave of the most deadly virus that we are told ever swept the planet and forced all science to change its entire protocols, forced the World Health Organization to change what it is to be a pandemic, um, forced all the medical people to start saying, oh, we, we now have to wear masks and flip-flopping. What, what event took place to justify all that? What, what was happening during that pandemic in 2020? Not that long ago. I know people have a short-term memory, but tell me in the chat, what was going on in summer of 2020 that might ring some bells? That would be a really good side-by-side -side comparison of what's happening right now. There's someone saying winter was happening here. <laughs> I meant, come on, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking about the protests, the BLM, George Floyd protests, where our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, went to a big super spreader event. And I'm saying that because that's their own definition. There were people in like Hamilton, Ontario, a week before the George Floyd protests, where there was like 40 people, 40 people protesting in Hamilton, Ontario, the lockdown policies, because they were already losing their jobs. It was already causing problems. People were already committing suicide back then. It's been a long road. I think we forget how long and disastrous these lockdowns have been. Okay. Uh, far greater than any impact of a pandemic of a flu. Um, and I'm not even trying to downplay anybody that did die of this virus. Okay. Or this, whatever this is. I'm just saying when you start comparing things, it gets insane. Um, so we had 40 protesters protesting for their freedom in 2020, a week before Canada and the media in Canada and the politicians in Canada decide it's totally cool to have thousands of people gather and protest the death of George Floyd. Event, uh, that event aside, I'm not getting into that tangled web. Just put that aside. It doesn't matter what the purpose. It's just the fact... They're, tr they're trying to make it look, they're trying to draw com comparisons and, and draw all this stuff. Let's draw comparisons. Let's, let's, let's do some analysis. Let's do side-by-side -side analysis. Were there not burning and looting and violence going on in the streets during summer of 2020, the summer of love where protesters were mostly peaceful, according to CNN? Yet actual pr peaceful protest that's happening right now across Canada, where there is no burning and looting. I don't know if, has there been any fistfights even? I don't know. 
maybe a few skirmishes here and there when you get millions of people on the streets. I mean, and there's all this hypertension that's been inflamed by the media to weaponize everybody against each other. So there's my, I don't know. I don't even know if there's been any of those kind of incidents. I hear journalists whining on Twitter. I got threatened by the trucker protests. Did you really? Maybe they just don't want to talk to you because you're lying. CBC got caught pointing a camera at like 12 people when right behind them was thousands of people. And they called them out with it. And we had citizen journalists there to document the whole thing. So yeah, summer of love, 2020. Go compare notes with that. And why would the media justify that? And there's been zero apology. There's been zero retraction. Yet now this is, the, this is a violent Nazi, bigoted, tyrannical protest or whatever. Give me a break. Sorry, what were you saying, Maxime? Oh, the other one was not to be demonized, segregated, and persecuted by one's government. That's a big one. Canada's sick of being demonized, segregated, and persecuted by its own government. Our forefathers would have risen up a thousand times before this generation has. I'm glad we finally did, but let's put things into perspective here. They should be thanking their lucky stars, the government over there, that they didn't have to deal with two generations ago. Check this out. Jorge Masvidal, UFC, giving the truckers a shout out. Thank you, Jorge. You're the man. Appreciate it. And here's my statement as I woke up to Twitter this morning. The reason the fake media, because that's what you guys are, you're fake. The reason the fake media is desperately trying to spin a fake narrative, because that's exactly what it is. It's a fake narrative that just doesn't exist. The reason the fake me, I just like saying, it, I'm going to do it again. The reason the fake media is desperately trying to spin a fake narrative about the trucker for freedom 22 convoy movement being racist, insurrectionist, anti-vax, etc., is because they need us on the defensive instead of being able to actually discuss the real issues. It's so obvious. Now, Twitter has a ridiculous uh, word count, so I always have to shut it down a little bit, but let me explain this. Think about it. They're one of the, one of the tactics in this playbook of how to take over a country and turn it into a totalitarian nightmare for dummies book that they work with is that they need to keep the eyes off the real issues. So they never let a legitimate movement converse in the public arena so that the public can actually see two different sides. They cannot allow the public to see two different sides and not to... Like they'll, they'll make it look like two different sides. Like, oh, it's the good guys versus the bad guys. Like that's the max you're going to get with the media. What, what, they, what they would die before they would allow happen is they will never allow that nurse I just played or that trucker I just played or a million other legitimate videos from people show up on CTV news or CBC news, because then it would suddenly present the general mass public with the dichotomy of, oh, well, that lady seems nice. She doesn't seem like a, she wants to throw people in ovens or she wants to destroy buildings. 
She doesn't seem like a crazy person. She's a, she's a nurse who we used to clap for every day at 7 p.m. and worked on the front lines of this pandemic for two years without any issues and, and, and then got fired because she didn't want to take a jab that doesn't do jack shit and has a threat to her life. And also just for the fact she, has, she wants to have her own choice. You know, so they don't want the public having this conversation in their head. Wait a minute. Uh, the, the news just told me that all those people are evil and they're stupid and they're ignorant and they're anti-science and they're, they're just, they're hateful people. They don't want to have that. They don't want to allow that. So they have to keep you defensive. They want us on the defensive. So we're, every time this conversation comes up now, we don't get to talk about the real core issues anymore and start educating our fellow Canadians about what's really been going on in this country and what this is really all about and have an intelligent discussion or even a debate, you know? They can't allow us to do that. They need us burning off all of our energy, fighting back against actual lies that have been spun around this. This is an ancient strategy. There is nothing new under the sun. It is so obvious to see. I don't even know what else to say about that. So that's, that's what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> It's that simple. You lie. You lie. Here today, uh, well, I posted I her on there too. Um, oh, by the way, that video of that nurse was shared with me by Mounties for Freedom. Shout out Mounties for Freedom. We did that one. We did that one. Oh, there was this thing about the National War Memorial. There was all a bunch of people up in arms about something that went down at the National War Memorial people were dancing on it or something. What? I don't really know what happened with that. Like, did they burn the place down? Did they blow anything up? Did they tear any statues down? Were they urinating on it or something? Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is all bullshit, but this guy, David Atkin, I don't know who he is, but anyways, he says can now report that protesters upset by what some others have done at the national war memorial have set their own watch around it. Other protesters taking it upon themselves to pick up the trash, empty whiskey bottles, etc. Okay, so people were getting a little rowdy. And look, these can you have no idea how desperate these poor Canadians are to preserve the image of this because they know exactly what the media is going to do. They're like, look, they left some trash and litter. They are an environmental hazard. Even though you go to any one of those BLM you know, protests or any one of these environmentalist, you know, protests, it's littered with water, plastic water bottles and God knows what. And the media doesn't say Jack, they're trying to target this and they're trying to find little nitpicky things and it's all nonsense. Um, oh, this is a good one from the architect. I love his Twitter. Trudeau announcing his resignation would literally set off the loudest and longest collective cheer ever recorded on the planet. <laughs> yes. And that cheer would be supported by the booming bagpipey sounding horns of freedom coming from these trucks. That would be lovely. I've got a little jig prepared for when that day comes. There's my favorite meme of the week. Again, okay, so there we've done the Twitter. Now let's get into some uh, data on the playbook. So let me pull it up here. 
I just got to do this again. I had it all loaded up, but I have to redo it all because of my problems. Um, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you a book that is mandatory reading right now to help you get all up to speed and to recommend to your friends. And we also did a complimentary podcast on the Unslaved podcast with this author of this book that I'm going to show you. I'm just making you wait in suspense for a moment here. Wait, give me a sec. Um, if you listen to this podcast and then read this book, you will have the playbook. And you'll even know the specifics of who wrote the playbook and how old it is and how they've been using this for a long time in the United States. Um, and actually, before I bring it up, I was at this wonderful um, beachside campfire where I was hanging out with fellow insurrectionist terrorists. And um, we, we had this lovely woman who had immigrated to Canada from Mother Russia. She came right from Russia. And she had the most beautiful, thick Russian accent I've ever heard. It was amazing. Just a lovely woman. And uh, we were sitting down, eating some chili that we made on a little camp stove. And she, she was just telling me some stories. And she was, she was so awesome. Um, she's, she's basically, she's like, I can tell you that in Russia, they did exactly the same thing. They're going to paint you as racist and terrorist, but it's all lies. They do this all the time, these communists. She kept, she, she went to town and she's like, I come to Canada to escape that. And now it's happening here. Like you just got to talk to people that have lived under communism or fascism and, uh, they will tell you all about it. <laughs> A lot of people that I met at this protest were from Poland, from Russia, from Venezuela, from China, from, um, you know, they've been, they've seen this directly. It's Canada that's naive and has never really experienced it. So we had no ability to identify it. And most Canadians don't really look at geopolitics. I'm talking about the wider masses. We're mostly just concerned about where the nearest surfboard is or where the nearest ski resort is or where we can get a beaver tail. Um, you know, so we don't really pay attention to that stuff. So you got to, but, but here's the thing when they had that, push to bring people from all these different countries and create the big melting pot globalist infrastructure here. Um, it kind of is starting to backfire because they're bringing people in from places that used to be run by the same people that are trying to take over our country. So they are the ones alerting a lot of the people in Canada that were like, what, what socialism turns into communism. And that means government total control. And it ends up in genocide and starvation. What? I didn't know that. I've been watching CBC News and my university professor never told me that. They're like, no, no, you must know what happens, man. Everybody die. Everybody starve to death. It's horrible tyranny. There's no freedom. You don't want to live a life without freedom. We need more of these people. Thank God. Oh, wait. This reminds me. Oh, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Let's not do that. I'm going to show you the book and then we'll do it. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I hope you guys are having fun with the stream. We got more to do. Um, Okay, let's do that. So this book is called Willing Accomplices. It is by Kent Clisby. It was written in 2011. 
And it's about how the KGB covert influence agents. So he's talking during the time of the Soviet Union, when there was the Cold War going on with Russia, okay? How the KGB covert influence agents created political correctness and destroyed America. He gives you the blueprint. He names the exact dates and the exact names of the stooges who were sent into America and into all Western countries, by the way. You can go listen to Yuri Bezmenov for more on that. Um, who were put in specifically to create the rhetoric that anybody who believed in American values of freedom and liberty and the rights and all this kind of stuff um, are racists, bigoted homophobes. Is that sounding familiar? That was set up a long time ago. It's old. It's an old strategy. It is the strategy. Here's the quick little synopsis of the book. CIA case officer Kent Clisby analyzes the counterintelligence details to demonstrate that KGB covert influence agents in American education and academia, Hollywood, and the media insert, inserted the anti-American payload that came that became political correctness. I like that he calls it a payload. It's like it was a weapon. They they made they created this weapon because they lost the economic war, they lost the academic war. They lost the physical war. So all they had really left was to create psychological warfare weapons so they could infiltrate America, do the long march to the institutions and slowly take it over from within. Not even knowing that all these little communists were all funded by the same people that funded both the Nazis and the communists, the people at the top of the pyramid. So anyways, I don't want to segue, but here we go. This KGB officers suffered death in Stalin's purges. Their American willing accomplices not needing guidance built the elite mindset of reflexive loathing of the United States and its people. He's talking about Willie Muxenberg. That is the name of one of the KGB agents that penetrated America, actually wrote the um, playbook of how to do this to basically create a hatred of the country within the country. If they could start to sow seeds of hatred of your own country over time, what, what did uh, Yuri Bezmenov say? It took only two generations to do demoralization. So demoralization, that fourth, you know, the four steps by Yuri, destabilization or demoralization, destabilization, introduce a crisis and then introduce normalization. You should go watch his interview with J. Edward Griffin on that. <clears throat> Kent Kilsby's book will help you get the real details about how that works. In 2008, America elected its first PC president. Obama ran on a barely concealed platform of PC loathing of America and its people. Now we see the results. Willing accomplices lays the foundation for critical consideration of the PC progressive attitude and its political consequences in the 21st century in America. And America wasn't the only place they tried this. The Fabian socialists infiltrated Ottawa many decades ago and uh, started this operation here in Canada. And we were all asleep at the wheel when they did that. So now we're learning about it and now we're seeing the effects of that. And that's what they're doing. They're employing this strategy written by Willie Muxenberg. This is the episode. You can go to unslave.com. You can sign up for less than a cup of coffee a day. Not even a day. It's like worth one cup of coffee a month. Um, and you can go and check out our archive. It's episode 117. And it's called Willing Accomplices. Just want to show you that. Now I got to show you. Uh, I just have to find it here. Let me find it while, while we're doing this. Um, 
uh, where was it? Would it be on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my uh, Telegram. Okay, let me pull that back up. This is gold. This altercation with, um, I'm not sure where this woman was from, but she was from one of the, I think, Eastern European countries that suffered under communist rule. And she tears flesh, metaphorically speaking, off of this global news reporter. <laughs> this is the one. Oh my God, so good. We're going to do it. We're going to do Oh, what's happening? Come on. Why isn't it playing? Okay, let's try this. Oh, weird. I can't even. What is happening? I got to restart the app. Sorry, bear with me. I really need to show you this. Even if you've seen it, you'd, you'd need to see it again. Okay, there it is. Now it's coming up. Um, <laughs> this is just, this, this woman deserves an award of freedom for this. Oh, wait, I got to re... Yeah, hold on. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay, let me bring this up. Thanks for speaking to us. How'd you like the 600 million dollars? No, 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 no. Why? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, 
That's called getting owned. That's what that's called. Getting absolutely trounced in an embarrassing fashion. And do you think that showed up on the global news? It's news. They interviewed somebody at the protest. I thought you were practicing fair journalism. Why not show the whole clip like what I just did? See, the good thing about now is you guys made a big mistake giving us the internet and giving us cell phones that have cameras on them. Who was the genius that thought that up? You thought, oh, we're going to track you all and watch you masturbate from space with this, right? Now we're going to watch you lie to the people and show the truth now. We're going to have, there's, so think about where Otto is right now, okay? How many people are there? How many more people are on their way, right? Every single person has a phone with a camera on it and a lot of people bring professional cameras and recording equipment as well. So while the fake news goes in to do its little shtick, there's millions of people with eyes on recording everything. Yeah, the government's recording us. Yeah, they're doing, I don't care. Fly all the helicopters you want. Everybody's got cameras. So as Global News is doing this interview, <laughs> there's people recording the whole thing. So... They're not going to have, they're going to put this image of somebody with a Nazi flag. They're not going to have this woman who survived communism telling you the, sh the reality. And guess what? I could tell by the way she was taking that reporter to task. Um, I could tell she understands how to fight communist propaganda because she knew exactly. She's like, what do you mean about, what, how do you not know what freedom is? How do why you ask this question? I don't understand. Like the way she... <laughs> so perfect so that's your argument memorize what her argument was these people will run away just like that little pansy reporter ran away from that woman god bless that woman so let me just go through uh, some of my own personal footage here for some people that haven't seen it um so Oh, wait a sec. <laughs> and that's another thing. Did you see all the people in the background? They're just yelling, fuck Trudeau or whatever. Like, that's how people feel. That's how people feel. And uh, they're all smiling and waving and like, look at those terrorists. Oh, my God. They're so dangerous. They're so dangerous. We got to stop them. They're only dangerous to the lying, evil political class that has taken over our country. That's the only people they're dangerous to. <laughs> okay. This was my day yesterday. Good morning, Vietnam. I mean, Canada and the world. Happy Freedom Day on behalf of myself and all of these wonderful people. I found some other unacceptable opinions i like hanging out with people that have unacceptable opinions 
Um, so I am on my way. We are joining up with a massive convoy uh, that's going to be heading up island all the way to Victoria, British Columbia, down to the Parliament buildings. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see. Oh, hold on one second. Hello, good oh, sir. Hi. Thank you, man. You're Thank welcome, you. Buddy. Look at this. Convoy for freedom. Woohoo! This town is lit. And this whole island is about to shake. And it, I think this stuff is going to be happening all over the country. So even for those of us that couldn't make it to Ottawa, the rest of the country is going to be celebrating this day. Because it is on this day that we reclaim our freedom. And we restore the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in this country. We restore individual liberty and bodily autonomy. We restore free speech. We denounce tyrannical, immoral, and unlawful government policies. Um, and we denounce the lies, misinformation, the gaslighting, the targeted attacks, and the utter shallowness. Shallowness? Shallowness? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about, of course, the mainstream media, who has been fired officially by the Canadian people. So, thanks, guys. You're off you go. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. There's a new media in town. Listen to these horns. People love it. People love it. And it's only the beginning. Woohoo, freedom! <laughs> you could tell I was pretty jacked up in the morning, uh, and it just never abated all day. It was so awesome. I literally only had one old lady yell at me, I hope you all die, which is so just, that's rude. It's just rude. That sounds like terrorist activity. Like you want to kill me or something. I uh, should probably do an investigation on that. Um, everybody else was just love and joy and laughter and celebration. Look at this smile. I'm going to show you these smiles here. Let's do a few more. Which one did I want to show you? Oh yeah. This is me pulling up here. and it's gonna happen give us a honk sir give us a honk yeah that's right that's right <laughs> oh just great just great um this is yet next up Acceptable views coming to a theater near you. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing all day. I don't know why. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. I laughed all day. All day. Okay, I gotta show you guys this. We're parked in Langford, and we're getting honks like you wouldn't believe. Check this out. Check this out, that's right. Woohoo! There's more joining all the time, and there's about 600 trucks about to join us to go escort us into downtown Victoria, where more people are gonna meet us there. This is unreal. 
And for some reason, it's only been like these little old ladies that have been giving us fingers. Everybody else is honking. And only one lady told us that she hoped we all die. So there's the tolerant left for you. But that's okay. We just said, we love you too. <laughs> oh, this is just awesome. Freedom is not op optional in my Canada. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you are you? Oh, I love this. I'm going to read this. Oh, it seems backwards. Proud member of a small fringe group with unacceptable views. My kind of people. <laughs> What's up, Susan? That's right. That's right. Oh, that is awesome. Look at this flag job over here. This is great. Yeah, Richard, right now we're we at got the hockey sticks and horns. Deer horns. Buck horns. This is awesome. That's how you roll, man. There's nothing more Canadian than that. This truck is great. On it, What's up, good man? How you doing? <laughs> you got a message for the truckers? Um, uh, Rubber Ducky 10-4. Rubber Ducky 10-4. Translation, give me my freedom. <laughs> hey, what's up, good man? What's Hi. up? Oh, fishing poles. That's another brilliant idea. I love it. I love it. Like, people are just joining in. This is great. This is great. So fun. Um, you just go. I feel like I'm showing you guys my photo album. Look at my photos. Okay, there you go. Check this out. Woo! Let's hear it, guys. That's right. Super violent, super violent, and very, very Nazi-ish. Um, here, this is great. I just love this. Rise it up. Oh, yeah, that's right, son. <laughs> that kid was awesome. Okay, this was so fun. I did a run across the front line. And when I pulled on this street, there's just crowds on both sides of the road. I've never felt anything like that in my life. And I just went and did a little run down the line. Check this out.
That was epic. <laughs> the energy was off the charts. The ground was shaking. Oh, here's my you shall not vax Gandalf guy. <laughs> Can you hear us now, Ottawa? This has been like this for hours. It just doesn't stop. It's amazing. I just can't stop laughing. And those truckers, some of them got delayed. They were still pouring in all night from just to join the, the island. Like, <laughs> oh, this, this truck let me take a little selfie on the road. That's a 14-minute video. That's kind of my emotional release after the day. You can go check it out. Oh, it's doing pretty decent on the views. That's pretty cool. So, guys... Ignore, I could, I got boatloads more, but I just don't think it's necessary. I think I've proven my point. Um, I want you to ignore both of those voices. The voice from the media, which needs to be ignored. That's, it's lying. They're lying. And then also the voice of doubt and paranoia and fear and quivering and, oh my God, there's going to be a fight and resistance to what we're doing. We better just pack up and go home. Ignore both those voices. They're both wrong. And I don't have all the answers as to how to get us out of this mess. I don't think anybody, we wouldn't be here for two years if we had a, an instant answer. The most brilliant minds in the world are thinking about what to do right now. And we got to look at this as a marathon and as, even after we overturn certain things, um, there's more to do. When you listen to Brian Peckford, who someone just alerted me, thank you very much. I'm sorry who that was, uh, who let me know that I guess Jordan Peterson is interviewing Brian Peckford. Jordan Peterson, by the way, I got to say hats off and thank you, sir, for coming over to this side. I had my um, scathing review of, of some of the comments you made earlier last year, which I still stand by. But it takes a man to come out, apologize, admit you're wrong, and then join the right side. And anybody that's still going, oh, we don't want him, we don't want him, it's too late. No, you should. You better be happy that a man that has millions of eyeballs on him is now supporting this cause. Um, so now he's interviewing Brian Peckford, who is that gentleman I was telling you about, who's the last surviving signer of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Actually, some of his own words are on that charter. And uh, he's still alive. The government should have waited and they didn't. That guy is going to live forever. He's tough as nails. And he gave a brilliant speech yesterday. And I'm really glad that Peterson has him on his podcast. That means there's going to be more eyeballs on that man and what his message is. It's very clear. And Brian Peckford is also in the process of suing the federal government of Canada alongside all the other lawsuits. But he he's going to be a unique person to deal with because he knows exactly what he's doing. And he knows exactly who he's dealing with. And he helped write the highest law in the land in this country. So best of luck fighting that guy off. Um, and then somebody else says something cool. Uh, I prefer freedom supremacists. <laughs> freedom supremacists. Come on. Freedom for everybody, everybody. 
I even want the freedom for the Branch Covidians to wear as many I 95 masks as they want, to get as many jabs in them. They could even just have like an intravenous stuck in their arm to constantly, every time they feel anxiety about catching the flu, you can just hit a little button. Like, you know, when you're in the hospital and you're, you have the little button that brings a nurse to your room, you can have that. And it just, you push the button and it just injects you. Like if that's the, if that's what you want, you have the freedom to do that. Um, if you want to live in a world where you're censoring yourself and you are afraid of every gust of wind, you are free to live like that, but you're not free to take my freedom away. That's the line. When that reporter was like, oh, what do you mean by freedom? Woman who has survived communist Russia or Ukraine or whatever. What do you mean by freedom? <laughs> what do you mean by asking me what I mean about freedom? <laughs> Go look it up. I, it's the basic human thing. Like it's what we've fought and died for and bled for for centuries trying to achieve. The right to say no. Simple as that. The right to say no to the mob, to the government, to the media, to anybody. Not the right to stake, not the right to steal other people's freedom. That's some Nazi shit. You know what I mean? That's the, so who's the real Nazis here? Who's the real bigots? Who's the ones filled with hate? I didn't see hate. I saw a very, I was telling my wife this. I saw a very crystal clear difference between the people that I just showed you shouting and cheering and hugging and laughing and banging drums. And there were people passing around fresh made apple cider. Um, you know, there was kids climbing around trees and, and singing. And, you know, there was those just happy people, like just humanity is life. It just there's that. And then there was the people that are like, you guys are the most horrible people in the world. Just, Bleh, just vomiting out. Bleh. Like that's what I saw. Dead eyes, six masks pinching their face like this. Just going, <laughs> like, there's that. Don't want to have a conversation. Don't want to sit down and have a discussion. Like pull up a chair, grab some apple cider. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a chat. You ever hear about event 201? Can you even spell the word myocarditis? Come on, let's have a discussion. What's the seventh plank of the Charter of Rights? What's the 10 planks of the Nuremberg Code? Let's have a discussion. What's in the vaccine? Let's have a discussion. You know, they don't want that. They just want to go, ignore them. And it's, I'm just saying it's two different groups. One is clinging desperately to the reality of the, uh, not, not clinging desperately to the reality, clinging desperately to their delusions, the mass formation psychosis, which I actually have empathy for people who didn't have the right defense systems in their psychology to be able to withstand the barrage coming from a very sophisticated weaponized media. I, I pity everybody. I pity everybody. I have empathy for them. You're up against the most sophisticated, weaponized, and refined system of psychological warfare the world has ever seen with new technology to aid it and abet it in its crime of 
colonizing your mind with a mind virus parasite. I mean, that's a lot to fight up against for the average person that just kind of looked up from the Chatelaine magazine and went, oh, let's go in. Oh, I guess we're wearing three masks. Like, I, I, I pity you. I pity the fool. But fools no more. Turn that off. Turn that media off. It's turning you into an evil, twisted, gnarled. Their, their fingers are getting claw-like. Their eyes are turning into like beady little like hate. And they're the ones going, you're full of hate. You're full of hate. That's what these, this person pulled up, rolled. The, they had like a $400 car that was duct taped together. And they pulled up beside us as we were cheering and dancing and banging drums. And they're like, roll their window down. And you know those old cars, like the window rolls down like this. <laughs> it doesn't go straight. It goes like. <laughs> so I see this like $400 car hobble up to the side. And then the window, and this guy with like dirty hair is like, you're ignorant. You're full of hate. And I'm sitting there laughing and I'm, I just kept saying, I love you, man. I love you. I'm here fighting for your freedom too. Come on out and have a hot chocolate. And he's like, you're a hateful person. And he, I'm like, who? I'm not hating nothing. You're literally hating me right now. <laughs> Ah. Ah. What are we going to, how are we going to help these poor people? Their minds are turned into mashed potatoes. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Go pour some gravy on that. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I have to laugh or I'm going to cry. Oh. Basically, one side wants love, unity, and freedom and bodily autonomy and the and less government messing with their lives. They just want to be left alone. And the other side is literally, I saw a guy shaking with anger that we were driving through the streets because <laughs> we were honking the whole way. He was walking and he's got that walk that's like, like I'll try to do it. He's kind of like, it's like one of these where he's like, Just like that pissed off, like bad posture walk. That's like, you can just see the anxiety and that person has caved their chest in. And it's just like this now. And they just walk like this. And they're like, just fuming, like fuming with rage at the fact that there's truckers honking and there's signs that say freedom and there's the Canadian flag all over the place. So that's the other side. That's the other side. Not, not impressive. It shouldn't be scary. They're like creatures from the Lord of the Rings. Okay. And, um, it's sad. And I want to, I'm, I'm, we're fighting for their freedom to do that if they want. Um, they just don't know it. But then the other side is the, that the media is calling the hateful, bigoted, Nazi homophobic people, um, which they're including first nations people in that and black people and white, all people, kids, grandmothers, war veterans, police officers, nurses, doctors, you know, that's quite the statement to make. So media, you are making a grave mistake by pursuing this line of inflammatory rhetoric. And uh, it's going to cost you because justice is coming. I'm sorry, it's going to come. This isn't going to stop until it does. And the justice will be lawful. 
the justice will be done lawfully by the code of ethics. And it'll be, uh, I can't wait to see this unfold. It's going to take some time, but man, what a great start. So don't let this get you down. Keep the spirit of freedom alive. No matter what happens in Ottawa over the next few weeks or months, um, please don't flip out and react to things. Research them. Think them through. Let them sit for a minute. Let them fester. Get multiple sources for information. Don't just find a meme that someone posted with a picture on it and go, look, oh my God. Like, just chill out and find source material. Um, develop some content. If you're a journalist or you're a podcaster that's covering this, make sure you've got actual real living people that are on the ground there that can give you some good footage. People are, how many phones, how many millions of iPhones and phones and cameras have footage on it right now that the world needs to see? So um, we are the media. We're taking this country back. This is going to start a fire all over this world. And um, oh, yeah, just one another thing. Uh, I, I'm going to play it. I, let's finish with this because it, it finished off my day beautifully. Um, I was very happy to see Mr. Trump give a little shout out as well. Even though this, I know they're like, yeah, but Dave, they're going to use that to uh, compare you guys with January 6th and all that. Well, we know January 6th was a PSYOP too and all that. And that's about to come out in big spades. And a lot of people are going to jail for that. Um, and it's horrible what happened there. But uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Yeah, let's just do this one real quick before we go. Because I thought it was great. I'll take any support at this point. So here we go. Now, when I play this, I want you to listen to the very first sentence that he says, because I felt like it had some meaning. Here we go. I think it's like 30 seconds. Uh, let me just make sure this is going through. Oh, it's not. Okay, sorry guys, my this darn thing. It's the darndest thing. All right. Yeah, there it is. Okay. There are far more of us than there are of them. That's true. The Canadian truckers are reading about it who are resisting bravely these lawless mandates are doing more to defend American freedom than our own leaders by far. And we want those great Canadian truckers to know that we are with them all the way. They are. They've really shown something. It's time to move on. So check that out, okay? There are more of us than there are of them. He's talking about these corrupt, lying politicians, the media, and even the recruits that the media has been able to galvanize through their bullshit fake news message. Um, they are dwindling in numbers by the day. More people are waking up all over the world. Um, and then when he was saying, uh, and I thought he was like, our good, I love my freedom truckers, or I love our freedom truckers in Canada. Um, makes me start to wonder what's going on behind the scenes there. Just saying. Um, but if not, hey, Thank you, Mr. Trump. I appreciate the support. Uh, we also had Elon Musk do a tweet, even though I have my own reservations about his transhumanist insanity. Um, you know, multi-millions of people watched that tweet and started looking into it. Um, we've had Joe Rogan talking about it. We've had Alex Jones covering it. We've had 
uh, Christy Alley talking about it. We've had Jorge Masvidal. We've had um, numerous musicians. We've had many other celebrities. And these are all people that have massive followings, massive followings. So <laughs> how much, how many views does CTV, CBC, and Global News together get in a month? Like if we added all that up, like on all their videos, all their little stupid shows that they do, how much, how many views do they get total all together compared to how many people watch Donald Trump say that <laughs> or, or how many people saw a Joe Rogan podcast about it or how many people saw Elon Musk's tweet or how many people tune into various podcasts that are way bigger than CTV news ever could dream to be. Um, so we are reaching the people is what I'm saying. We're reaching people with the message. And that means, of course, the only part of the playbook that the media can enlist is to just keep going, well, you're a Nazi and you're supporting Nazis and white supremacists. That's, that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. They just have the, <laughs> they just have the, the blue, the playbook to work with. So just, just look at it from that perspective. I hope I've given you enough to help reassure you that you're not alone. You're not a fringe group. We're clearly not a fringe minority in Canada. Thank God. And it's just going to grow from here. We're not going anywhere. And we're going to win because the truth wins and freedom is the ground of being. And you don't mess with nature. You don't mess with God. You don't mess with the universe. And you don't mess with freedom-loving people. All right? So let's take this country back. Let's take this world back. And uh, let's never, ever, 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 ever give up the fight. So thanks for joining me today, guys. I hope that helped. Be well. And make sure to tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm going to be bringing on my good friend, Mike, a uh, retired police officer who is just a brilliant man. You're going to love his voice. He's got, he's got a damn good radio voice and he's a very intelligent man. And I've just thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with this guy. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. And uh, so I hope you'll enjoy that and join me on Monday. All right. Thanks everybody. Cultofthemedics.com. Uh, make sure we're not buying stuff for, by Vanguard companies. Go help us do this Patriot switch movement. It's really kicking off. The time is better now than ever. Uh, go check out our store. Uh, we created the website, truthwarriorswitch.com, and you can go check that out there. We've got uh, Rise Attire. Thank you so much for this wonderful hoodie. They made this for me for Cult of the Medics. There's tons of swag that they've created and attire over at, uh, you can get it all at cultofthemedics.com. And I should have pointed this out in the beginning of the show, but this beautiful little homemade cardboard with a safety pin freedom badge that this lovely, I think she was 11 or 12 years old girl yesterday gave me. Uh, it's the, it's what I was talking about in my video on telegram, um, where she comes up to me and just these cute little eyes. She's got these little glasses on and she's got this Ziploc bag with all these little buttons. And she was like, would you like a freedom button? <laughs> of course I want a freedom button. Give me a, give me all of them. <laughs> like, you're the best. So, um, I love it. And, uh, yeah, we're fighting for these kids we're fighting for this future. So let's go win this.